the Ambitious Radio Network. Conversations with ambitious entrepreneurs and thought leaders. Are you an entrepreneur, startup junkie, or just someone interested in improving their leadership skills? If you're looking to be motivated, inspired, and uncover what it takes to get to the next level, listening to Ambitious Radio will be well worth the investment of your time. We have weekly engaging conversations with today's most influential thought leaders and entrepreneurs as they discuss their successes, failures, tipping points, and other priceless information that you can apply immediately after listening. Now, here's your host, Doug Parker. And welcome to Texas Money and Business. It is so good to have you right here. I'm Ron Taylor. My good friend Doug Parker is here as your host with Ambitious Radio Network. And Doug, it's so good to see you. Welcome into the show. Yeah, so good to see you as well, and, and as always, you know, if I'm not careful, if I don't write it down, I'll forget. I, I really want to tell you how much I appreciate you and all the things that you do to, to make this show run so smoothly. Thank and, you, Doug. Uh, I really uh, couldn't couldn't do it without you or definitely wouldn't want to, so, <laughs> man, appreciate that. Thank you. Well, yeah, absolutely. Well, well welcome to the Ambitious Radio Network. You know, we're, we're going to talk today uh, a little bit about entrepreneurship, leadership, you know, while interviewing interesting people and really what makes them ambitious. And so it's episode number 18. It's hard to believe we're already that far down the tracks, but, um, you know, the, the newness is starting to wear off, so we can't use those excuses. We're new anymore. But uh, with, with that being said, we could not do it, you know, without our, our sponsors. And so we want to make sure and thank them. We've got free electricity, dfw.com and repairmycreditnow.com. If you've got any credit issues, go to repairmycreditnow.com. And uh, they'll do a free consultation for you. So uh, in this segment, we're going to talk about getting to know the ambitious entrepreneur. And today we've got David Long. He's the CEO of My Employees, a 25-year-old firm in the top 1% worldwide in employee engagement and recognition industry. He also has a Wall Street Journal best-selling book out. And uh, it's just fantastic. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate that, Doug. Yes, sir. So, so you know, tell me exactly what what is employee engagement? What really is that? Well, my my company, my employees, um, we do employee engagement surveys, where we help uh, managers figure out exactly when the the surveys are anonymous, of course, find out exactly what their employees think about them as leaders and how they're uh, about their strengths and their weaknesses, and we we point that out to them. We give them a score. Uh, board in essence where they are everything about them is broken down and you show how good they are how not so good they are and then beyond that we do one thing that other companies don't do we give modules that help them fix the things that they're not very good in and then really? we check with them about six eight nine months later depending on the company and uh, we we constantly check the progress along the way but we resurvey them in roughly nine months and our we have one thing that's unique about us we have uh, con- recognition consultants so we assign a recognition consultant to each client, and they work with them and figure out what matters to that particular company, that location or whatever it is. And we find out what it is that will make you money, and we tie your employee recognition to that. In other words, it's not just sales. It's profitable sales. You know what I'm talking about, Doug. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, we- so that's what we do. And then we use uh, recognition plaque programs. We have uh, uh, been quite successful. Actually, we're the, we're the 26th year now. But uh, we have over 12,000 active clients in the U.S. and Canada, and uh, 2,000 of those clients are Walmart stores, which is our biggest account. Really? We do uh, FedEx and Great Day, uh, Lowe's Home Improvement, Outback Steakhouses, 
Great day. Tons of restaurants, even retirement communities, which, I mean, who knew? Great day. I mean, they're recognizing people in retirement communities. So yeah. that's one of our fastest growing segments for our business, which is kind of bizarre. Hotels, we got a huge bunch of hotel chains, that type thing. So that's so what we you know, when when I was kind of looking into it, when I when I thought of employee recognition, I'm, I'm thinking of plaques, and and we've done that, you know, here at our company before for the you know the standard you know salesperson of the yep. month or year or whatever. But you guys actually do like a recognition survey, and then you figure out what they really right. want and what they like, and then add on to that, huh? Right. We we find criteria that matters to your company, and let's say you have ten salespeople, so it's not just the amount of sales; it's the profitability. It's mm -hmm. how efficient were you in converting prospects into uh, clients, that type okay. of thing. So uh, they're ranked every month. And when you, when you keep criteria like that, Doug, you don't have that, oh, you like Doug better than me. That's why you gave it, him the salesperson of the month. And that's counterproductive. So when you have hard metrics to back up why they won, nobody argues with that. So you never have an issue on it. Right, right. That that makes a lot of difference. So yeah. that's that's very interesting. Well, so let me ask you this. I mean, how how did you determine to get into that industry? I mean, I you know, at a five years old, were you saying, I, I really, really, when I grow up, I just want to recognize employees, or how did you get into that? <laughs> no, it wasn't quite like that. <laughs> no, I uh, actually, as a young man, I was. Uh, my father was a Baptist pastor for fifty five years. He passed away two years ago. But uh, when I was a young man, that's basically I, I'm the oldest of six kids, five sons. And uh, I was going to follow my dad. And for up until I would think at 21 years old, uh, that's what I was going to do. I had gone through three years of college, and I, I didn't feel like uh, some of my other friends who were going into ministry felt. I just, I, I don't, they seem to be into it a lot more than I am. So mm -hmm. I actually, I dreaded it. I'm not kidding you, Doug. I dreaded it for months. I went home and talked to my dad over Christmas. And I said, Dad, I said, uh, I need to talk to you about something. And he said, well, what is it, son? I said, well, Dad, I don't know that I'm meant to be a preacher. And he said, well, son, do you have a burning desire to preach? And I said, well, Dad, no, I don't. He says, well, don't be a preacher. And I'm going, like, I'm, I'm expecting, I expect this long dissertation, you know, from about how I was throwing my life away and uh, all this. And he didn't say it. He said, son, which really impressed me about my dad. He said, son, I want you to be happy. I don't want you to do what I want you to do. Mm. And uh, you're not going to be happy unless you're doing what God wants you to do. So. Uh, and he was right. And, you know, the beautiful thing about it is my wife and I, uh, we've been very, very blessed. I mean, we're, I hate what, what they call it, the evil 1% because it's not the case. But my wife and I are positioned today that we, I've helped bury two pastors. I mean, I, I have a beach house and pastors uh, that I've known for many years. You know, we will, we will let them come stay at our beach house with us for free with their family. Mm -hmm. You know, we've done that on several occasions with people. So, and I've been able to help people monetarily that are pastors. And, and it's, I was a preacher's kid. You know, I, I know what it's like not to get a whole lot. Uh, my dad most certainly wasn't in it for the money, <laughs> you know, so, but I, we try to help. Uh, we try to help them, especially they have a, a soft spot in my heart for pastors. Let's just say that. Sure. Sure. When there's a, there's a real interesting book called Kings and Priests, and it's not really a, a book. It's more of like a pamphlet, but it, it talks about, you know, some of the responsibilities, not everybody necessarily has to be a pastor in order to sure. be involved in stuff. That's and, very true. You know, there's there's ways to, to do what you do, kind of yeah. make it rain, make a little bit of money, but then contribute those resources absolutely, uh, absolutely. in a little different way. So that's that's great. Well, I see yeah. that you're— Let me say, I forgot. Yeah. I didn't tell you how I got in the business. So yeah. I, I basically got in. I tell people I, I it was more desperation than inspiration. Okay. Uh, it's called losing a job and mm -hmm. doing an inventory of yourself. I learned how to engrave when I was in high school, and I paid my way through school doing that. And that's how I got into this business. So even though I left it for 
great day. Probably about eight or nine years. I'm back. Went back to it. That's gotcha. Got. Gotcha. Well, you know, it's it's interesting how those uh, trades can come back. I was talking to my son. I've got a 20 year old son, and and I was getting my haircut the other day. And he hadn't figured out exactly what he wants to do just yet, but I could <laughs> see him. That. Yeah, I, well, exactly. But I, but I thought, you know what? I could see him, um, you know, being a barber and and you know has a little bit of style, helping some people out. But that's a trade, much like engraving. I mean, you can do it forever. Um, and uh, even if he got some other kind of job or decided to do something different, he could do it nights and weekends, and and it's an honorable trade. So of course it is. Um, that's that's interesting. Now I see that it's that recurring revenue too, buddy. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you do a good job to keep coming back. <laughs> yeah. So I see your favorite quote here is is old Zig Ziglar. He's a he was a mentor to me and and you know you can have anything in life you want if you first help enough others get what they want. Um sure. that is so true. I really, really um have enjoyed that over the years. Do you have a favorite book by Zig? Oh, good gracious. Uh see you at the top probably. Yeah. I think it's the first one I read of Zig's. Uh yeah. you know, one thing about that is that I learned and I, that quote really I do I live it, and uh, my greatest success in life is building my people, and you realize that if I help people get, as Zig said, what they really want, I will get what I want by default. Right. You're, you're absolutely right. You couldn't, yeah. couldn't, uh, couldn't say it any better. Now, I, I know that you mentioned you had a, a beach house, but yeah. where did you grow up? I mean, I know you're on the, you're on the East Coast, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Wilmington, North Carolina is where I live right now. Uh, my dad took a church at Carolina Beach, which is about 40 minutes south of here. Okay. Uh, when I was 15 years old, so that was a while ago. I'll be 58 this month. And uh, so, yeah, we've been pretty much – I lived in Charlotte for nine years, but outside of that, I pretty much lived here in this area most gotcha. of my life. Okay, okay, very good. So I'm, I'm kind of a born and, born and raised Texas boy, so you're born and raised <laughs> North Carolina, right? I am indeed, yes. All right, very good, very good. Now, uh, favorite books. Now, we, we talk a, a little bit. There's a couple of ones you got on here. Obviously, you, you've got the Bible on here, but do you have a, a favorite scripture or maybe just a yeah. favorite book of the Bible? Yeah, my life verse, if you will, life verses is uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into an understanding, and in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct thy paths. And I believe that wholeheartedly. You know, there's been times when uh, – I didn't think that my direction was right, that, Lord, you made a mistake. <laughs> and uh, it's funny because I lost my job uh, about uh, 30 years ago, roughly. And I went through three and a half years. I went through seven jobs in three and a half years, Doug. It wasn't like I was going for a world record or anything. I just hated everything I did. Mm -hmm. And I was miserable. And if I hadn't had a wife and three children, I, I, I hate to say it, but for a moment, I thought about killing myself. But it was very mm -hmm. brief. Mm -hmm. I would not do that to my family. But. Uh, that was it. It was a very, very dark time, and uh, that was the, that was when I started my business. It was after that. You know, isn't it amazing how out of such a dark situation, something so great can come? You know, yep. necessity is a mother of invention, and you found a way to to work it out. So, uh, you also mentioned that you really like uh, Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence sure. People. Um, I think it's broken down like four parts and a bunch of different principles. Mm -hmm. But is there is there a favorite part of that book that you like? Oh, good gracious. I think basically uh, the fact that if you take an interest in people, they will become your friend in essence. Yep. Be interested, not interesting. And that's what people remember. Yeah. Yeah. It's Well, you know, there's there's two or three principles that I really like. One of them was become genuinely interested in other people, which reinforces sure. exactly what you just said. That's right. um, and then that's if right. you're wrong, admit it quickly and emphatically. 
Yeah. And uh, which you know, I am a lot. <laughs> well, hey, hey, me and you both. I mean, if, if you're not if you're not wrong every once in a while, then uh, then you're, you're not, not doing, doing enough. Anything. And there you go, <laughs> there you go. Well, I tell you what, you know, as we kind of kind of wrap up uh, this this particular segment right now, um, you know, want to go through a couple things in, in the next segment. But but if you, as a listener, uh, tune in, like us on Facebook, the Ambitious Radio Network, or follow us on Twitter at Ambitious Radio. And um, if you missed something on the show or you want to go back and reference it, you can check it out on ambitiousradio.com. Uh, the content discussed will be on the guest show page. Just click on listen, previous episodes, and the guests will be listed. Tune in after a brief word from our sponsors. We'll be back talking more to David about his career pursuits and his experiences of becoming an ambitious entrepreneur and starting his own business. Here's another RepairMyCreditNow.com story. Home ownership. It's the American dream. It's a goal you've always hoped to achieve. You've spent countless weekends looking for the perfect house on the ideal block. The rates are low and you've saved enough for the down payment. Unfortunately, now the mortgage company says there's a little hitch. Okay, let's be honest. It's a gigantic, gargantuan hitch. It's your credit. And it looks like your estimated house payment will be (laughs) a lot more hello this is doug parker with repairmycreditnow.com do you have less than perfect credit a repo maybe some late payments a collection account are they being reported accurately studies show that over 70 percent of americans have inaccuracies on their credit reports where do you fit in go to repairmycreditnow.com for your free credit report evaluation and remember your credit is your future if you want to get started now log on now repairmycreditnow.com repairmycreditnow.com www.repairmycreditnow.com and back with you here on KEXB experts in business certainly an expert in business our good friend Doug Parker your host for ambitious radio network Doug it's all yours Hey, Ron, thanks so much. I really do appreciate it. And, and really, we do have an exciting guest today. We got David Long, CEO of My Employees. And, um, you know, today we're just kind of talking to him in, in this segment about becoming an, an ambitious entrepreneur. Um, you know, David, you know, let's talk a little bit about that. You've, you've taken multiple companies really to high levels of success and a couple of them, you know, multi million dollar. But was there one kind of key ingredient that contributed to your success? Always being a student of the game, Doug, is the number one thing. I uh, I read three to four hours every day, just about when I, even when I'm on vacation, sometimes to my wife's chagrin. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I am a student of the game, literally. I constantly learn. That is my greatest uh, contribution to the success of my employees. I have 59 employees, soon to be over 60. We're adding a few more people. But, uh, you know, my greatest asset to the company is, is that I groom my people and I grow my people always. And uh, in my book, I talk about book clubs that I started years ago. Mm-hmm. And I read a book by Dr. Tony Zeiss, uh, who is the president of Central Piedmont Community College in Char- Charlotte, North Carolina. But that may not sound like a big deal, but that's the largest community college network in the nation. Okay. And Tony is an immensely sharp individual, and he's actually a friend and mentor of mine. And he wrote a book called The 12 Essential Laws for Becoming Indispensable. And I read that as I was traveling around when I started my company. And uh, I said, man, i got to share this with my people. So. Uh, I read it, and I bought another 11 copies, called a meeting in the break room, and I said, guys, here's a copy of the book. We're going to read this together, and I'm going to buy pizza next Wednesday. Come in here. I want you to read Chapter 1 on Attitude, and uh, we're going to do this together. Write your notes out about what you got out of it, and come on in here, and we'll eat pizza together. And 
and they all said, "Great is David, ah, oh, awesome guy." And then, um, yeah. but uh, they, they <laughs> looked at me like, uh, like I'd lost my mind. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What's the deal? What's the problem?" And they were like, "Why are we doing that?" Because I want us to grow together as a team. And it was not taken over very well. It didn't go over very well at all. But uh, the first meeting, we started talking. Nobody said anything. So I started telling them how my attitude had caused me problems. And one by one, they started opening up. And I think by the third or fourth week, everybody was just all out. I mean, it was there. Everything, everybody was getting their comments in. And we laughed and cut up. And people got to know each other better. And for the first time in the company, uh, this was, what, 15 years after we'd been in business, they uh, typically the salespeople went to lunch with salespeople and production people went production people that kind of thing and they just started coming together as a bunch of a big group and we just had a blast so it's just really turned us into a cohesive unit like nothing else i've ever seen before so now are are all 59 employees participating in that yes it's forced i don't give them an option Fantastic. and when we interview and we say this is what we are about here if you are the type person even it's the first paragraph in the employee handbook if you're the type person that doesn't want to get better every day and be better today than you were yesterday, then you won't fit in here. And yeah. uh, in the beginning, as I said, I bought pizza and had everybody come in the break room. And we ate lunch together. Well, as the company got bigger, as you can imagine, we didn't have enough time in that hour for all of the people to contribute. So we split the company in two. So now we have roughly, what, 27, 28 people, almost 30, really. Um, and, and we have one Wednesday morning at 10, the other half Thursday morning at 10. And we all read the same thing. We Sometimes we'll, we'll do like Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. Uh-huh. I was the first business person who was allowed to buy that in the country, they told me. It was meant for churches, but I bought it from my people. So uh, I, it's required. They have to be in there because my philosophy is, is if you're standing in the rain and you don't want to be there and you get hit, you're going to get hit by water anyway. Right. So if people get in there and in the room, which they have to be, they are going to hear things that could change their life. And I've had people in the past, sometimes who had a bad attitude, but because of book club, they realized as we read those books together that, hey, I need to clean up my act. So, you know, we have a phenomenal team. I mean, we are, our company, by the way, we've had three authors come here and consultants profile our company in their books. They're coming out. The first one's coming out in January, matter of fact. I mean, that's pretty, that says a lot about my people. No question. There's no question about it. You know, there's there's uh, one of our first guests on here was Bo Burlingham. Uh, he's the editor at large in Inc. Magazine, and Bo uh, kind of started this phenomenon called Small Giants. And he wrote a book on it, and he was looking for small giants. And it sounds like that you really are, you know, one of those small giants yourself. Uh, somebody chose to be great as opposed to just making a bunch of money. So oh, I can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can tell that you invest in your people, and that, that does make a, a huge a huge difference. Let me ask you this. What, what's some of the maybe the best advice you've ever received? From business friends or people in general? or it just you know, It could be anything. I think it's all intermingled. So, I mean, if you got sure. one that's maybe sure. personal, that'd be great. Or if, and if you got one for business, too, that, that's, that's great as well. Well, well my, like I said, my dad was a pastor. Inside my Bible he gave me when I graduated high school, one of the things it said, it was a, deal, it was a quote from D.L. Moody. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but. You know, he was an old, an old preacher way back in the day. And he said, basically, success is finding the will of God for your life and doing it mm-hmm. and nothing else. You know, you do that. So I, that was some great advice from my father that he got from someone else. And, uh, you know, I, I'm looking, I, like I said, I'm sitting in my library here and I see a picture of Abraham Lincoln I have over on the wall. Mm-hmm. He's one of my heroes. And Abraham Lincoln said this. He said, if I've got six hours to chop down a tree, 
I'm going to spend the first four hours sharpening my axe. Yep. And that, my friend, is my people. I sharpen my employees, my team members. And it's, wow, exponential growth. We've been growing, by the way, for about the last 15 years, about 20% every year. And that, that gets harder and harder every year. You know that, Doug. As you absolutely. And, uh, you know, we're, we're just so blessed. And I have a phenomenal team. And the beautiful thing, you know you're doing a good job as a leader when four-fifths or more of your employees are there because other employees said, you got to come work at our company. We love it. Yeah, that, that really does say a whole lot about the company. Whenever, you know, you're, they're inviting their friends, family, yep. you know, relationships, they've got to come. So that – that really is the the test of it. So that kind of actually leads me into the to the next question. You know, if you could go back and tell yourself, say, David of 10 years ago, the 48-year-old 40, David, um, <laughs> or almost 48, um, one thing, what would it be? Uh, wow. that's uh, Usually I go back longer than that, but 10 years. Let's see. 10 years, back to 48. I would probably say... I need to add more recognition consultants because I want to get our people, uh, our clients, on a deeper level with our clients, and that requires more hand-holding okay. and more personal time. And uh, I regret that. And I, you know, I've never had anybody ask me to go back 10 years. It's always like, go back to your, yourself at 18 or you know, 20 or something. Sure. So yeah, that, in that, at that level of my life, I would probably say, let's do that earlier. Okay. Uh, because it really has an impact on our on our success. Gotcha. It's kind of like how a kid spells love. It's T-I-M-E, right? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Very good. Very good. Now, um, you know, is there any advice that you might give to a, to an up-and-coming entrepreneur? Maybe they haven't made the, the leap just yet to jump out of their current business, uh, their day-to-day, -day, their hourly job, whatever it is. Is there anything that you would advise to a, to a new entrepreneur? Unequivocally, turn off the cockeyed TV. Okay. And read. And I don't mean read books for entertainment, at least in, in the beginning. When I say get read, don't read books uh, for entertainment, I, I actually read for knowledge, which is entertaining to me. Right. You know, I started reading, and I, I think I got this from Zig, honestly, um, years ago. Him and Brian Tracy and Dennis Waitley and people like that. They, you know, they talk about reading 30 minutes a day. And I started 30 minutes a day. And you know what? In the beginning, it was a challenge. But today, I read, like I said, three to four hours every day because – I enjoy it and I learn it. And also I roughly send maybe 10% of what I read or what I learned or, you know, watching a webinar of some company or something like that. I share roughly 10% with my people, the best of the best. And uh, these are things that we need to implement guys. Let's do this. You know, I tell them, so uh, I filter it and I don't, we don't, I don't talk to them about everything I read. I can't possibly do that. Sure. Well, that's, no, that's great advice. Turn off the TV and read. So I love it. Um, this segment is brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system, and AutoFlex Leasing, a better way to lease your next car. Next, we're going to be talking more to David about the ambitious things that he's doing now and what's next on Ambitious Radio. Hey, ambitious listeners, you hear us interviewing entrepreneurs all the time, and there's a common theme. They want to be more productive and improve their communication. As an ambitious entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. The Ambitious Radio Network recently partnered with Grasshopper to offer our listeners a special discount. Log on to ambitiousradio.com and click on the Grasshopper banner in the bottom right-hand corner. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Sound professional with a main greeting and multiple extensions that forwards callers to your mobile phone or others in your organization. Get a toll 
toll-free number or local number for your business with multiple extensions. Set up each extension with custom call forwarding to any phone in the world. Get your voicemails emailed to you as an audio attachment or transcribe an email. Keep business calls separate from your personal calls. Plans start at $12 a month with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Remember to click on the Grasshopper banner at AmbitiousRadio.com for a special discount for our listeners. Join the over 150,000 small business owners that have stayed connected with Grasshopper. See how Grasshopper works. It's the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn the world into your office. Back in here on Texas Money and Business. Good to have you right here. Doug Parker with Ambitious Radio Network. Once again, a great guest and a great show, Doug. All right, Ron. Thanks so much for that introduction. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking again to, to David Long, my employee's um, CEO. Fantastic interview. Got lots of great information for entrepreneurs. And, you know, we're going to talk about ambitious things that he's doing now and, and really kind of what's next on his place. It's brought to you by RepairMyCreditNow.com and Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Just go to AmbitiousRadio.com, click on Grasshopper banner, click on the Grasshopper banner, and uh, click on the special discount. All right, David, I know you recently wrote a Wall Street Journal bestseller, uh, Built to Lead. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, the, the whole, that's the title. The subtitle of it was Built to Lead, Seven Management Rewards Principles, and rewards is an acronym, Okay. for becoming a top 10% manager. As I said, I've I've become a top 1% manager in three separate unrelated industries in my lifetime. So uh, what, I, what I have written is applicable to every, every as, aspect of every company out there. The principles are the principles. It doesn't matter what industry you are in. And uh, I've, I've proven that, like I said, by three separate industries. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, let me ask you this. So, you know, why should managers and business owners, you know, read this book? I mean, there's so many management books out there. Um, what sets your book apart from the others? Well, let me tell you, first of all, why they should read it, because people have no idea at all just how how massive the failure rate is among managers. There's a World at Work survey, and this they do it every few years, but this one's, I think, about two years old. And uh, what they found is for every 100 employees in a given company, only six or seven of those employees will ever be promoted to manager. And, Doug, of those six or seven employees, less than one will ever be promoted again. So there's a massive, massive failure rate among people who get the opportunity to lead in their companies. So I see that as a, a major challenge. And, uh, you know, people kept telling me, Dave, you've had such a, an interesting story. You need to write a book about that. But, you know, I started writing that, Doug, and I was like, wait a minute. There's a problem that needs to be fixed. People can hear my story later. And I want to help managers succeed and quit making the stupid mistakes that they make. Now, you, people realize that I use the analogy of if your car breaks down, I don't know if you've ever run out of gas or something, but I have a couple times when I was younger, mm-hmm. uh, you know, living on the, on the needle there, no money. But uh, if the car runs out of gas, it's really heavy to push by yourself. But, you know, if you've got some friends and, you know, colleagues with you and they help you push the car, it's a lot easier. You can just steer and they can push. So basically, that's what it is when you have a team, a loyal and dedicated team working with you who will go the extra mile because they want to make you happy and uh, and please you as their leader. So that's really the effectiveness. Most people don't get that. They look at it as an adversarial role. They look at it as if I, if I give them too much praise and recognition, they ask me for a raise. Mm. Well, here's the deal. Uh, the thing is, is that 70% of the, 
pardon me, 65% in this particular case, 65, according to Gallup organization, 65% of employees said they'd received no recognition from their manager in the last year, not week, not Whoa. month, but year. So there's a real problem. And by the way, some managers would say, no, I, I recognized Bill, you know, two weeks ago. Well, if Bill didn't think it was you really recognizing him, you didn't. Their perception, right. as you've heard, is the reality. Mm -hmm. So if Bill doesn't feel like you recognize him, my friend, you did not. So it's very critical that you do it. By the way, we created a chart, which I'd be happy to give to you and anybody else that wants it for free of charge. If you send me an email at davidlong uh, at top10manager.com, I'll send you a link to a chart, which basically is a tracking chart. And, uh, you know, Gallup, one thing they said is that employees want to be, ideally, they, they want to be recognized every seven to 10 days. So if there's 30 days in, in the month, 10 days, okay, divide this three, three times a month. So once every 10 days, roughly. And this chart create, you put the date, you put down why you recognize Doug. You know, I recognize, oh, by the way, you don't go to Doug and say, Doug, you're doing a great job and walk off. No, Doug, you did a great job on getting that report to me two days early. Be specific, as, as uh, Zig Ziglar says. Don't be a wandering generality. Be a meaningful specific. Well, it's the same way with recognition. Don't just say, Doug, you're doing a great job, because that doesn't mean diddly squat. Okay. Tell me why I'm doing a great job. So that's, that's critical. Yeah, I remember one of the one of the uh, kind of running jokes. Uh, one of the places I worked at, you know, a couple of decades ago, is they'd come by to you and say, "Hey, keep up the good work. Everybody's talking about you." And that's like the inside joke of they're just throwing baloney at you. <laughs> yeah, but and that but could that, go either way. Everybody's talking about you. Well, all right then. Right. Well, and and the new people <laughs> that never heard it before were thinking, "Oh, really? I mean, that, that's cool." But really, it was it was a joke. But but when you bring that up, of you know, just saying, "Hey, you're doing a good job," if it's not specific. You know, it's just kind of like this little just throwing something out there. It doesn't really mean anything. So that's uh, that's interesting. Well, let me ask you, Dave. So, so tell us about the seven rewards. I know that acronym and uh, the principles and kind of walk us through each point if you can. Sure. Yeah, I'll have to do a real a summation on that. But, yeah, the rewards is an acronym. The first one is reconnaissance or recon in the military. And that's almost that's similar to Jim Collins' book, Good to Great, mm -hmm. where you assess who's on your team and you as the leader of the company. You start out and assess who your management team are, how good they are. Are they really on, your, on board with you? Are they really trying to help you reach the goals that you have for your business? If they're not, can I improve them? Can I fix them? If not, then I need to replace them. And then once you get a solid team in place, and the reason why is it so important? We'll go back to that car analogy again. If you've got four tires on your car, which you typically do, uh, if one of them goes flat, what do you have to do? You have to pull over to the side of the road. The other three tires sit there while you fix that fourth one. And it's the same way. If you've got a solid team in place and one of them is not a contributor and they're always holding you back, they're going to cause you problems and they're going to halt your growth. So you need to replace them. And once you have a solid management team in place, you sit down with each individual manager and you assess each individual team member in their department. And that's basically what the, uh, what the R is. It's a recon, reconnaissance. And the next one is the E in rewards, and that is education. We talked about book clubs, basically, but there's also the element of a mastermind, which is you learn about Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Mm -hmm. And I am a huge proponent of that. I, I spend typically about $50,000 a year being in various mastermind, high-level mastermind groups. I don't know if you've ever read Success Magazine, Darren Hardy. Mm -hmm. I was in the inaugural group of his uh, over 3,000 people applied. There were only 24 of us chosen. 
and uh, in San Diego, and that was about I think about ten grand that cost me to be in that. And uh, I mean, that's what I do. I always invest in myself, which I think is a. When I told you before, your your listeners, you need to read. That's what I'm talking about. Invest time, and and acquire the knowledge you need to be successful. And that's critical that you associate with people who can help you take your business and your life to the next level. I have a, my own mastermind group here in town. Matter of fact, it's coming up again next week. I have six CEOs of multi-million dollar companies. And we meet once a month for four hours. And they come into the meeting with one of two things. Doug, they either have a challenge that they face. Maybe it's an employee they're having trouble with. Or it's an opportunity to think of pursuing something that is a new revenue stream for them. So that's what education is. So the next one in the acronym of rewards is the W. And the W is winners emerge. When you go back to book club, let me give you a prime example, is we allow our employees to lead book club. And we help them grow and become stronger employees, but more successful in life, even if they left our company. That's what we do. We build our people. We had a young man, we, and still works with us, great employee, uh, Josh Straw is his name, one of the most shy individuals you've ever seen in your life very introverted he, he a lot of time he just works in the back by himself you know and and uh, josh basically I'm, i was on vacation by the way i took 20 i've taken 27 weeks off this year of vacation oh which kind of blows most people's minds but uh that tells you that principles that i teach work <laughs> that I, for me able to do that but one of those weeks i was out in, in out in the west coast in yosemite national park and i uh, happened to touch base with my company and my ceo adam tart and I said, uh, and Adam says, guess who wants to lead book club? And I said, who? And he goes, Josh Straw. I said, Josh Straw? Are you kidding me? I said, don't you dare let him do it till I get back. I want to see this myself. So I came back, and Josh was leading book club. And it was so funny because he's standing up there, Doug, and he's, his voice isn't trembling, but the book is shaking in his hand, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, he did a phenomenal job. And I remember I went up and to, I put my arm around him in front of the, you know, roughly 25, 28 people or so. And I said, Josh, son, I am so proud of you. I said, because you faced your fear and look how great you did. And I mean, they just clapped and cheered for him and everything. And I mean, he's come out of his shell. It is amazing. And that's what I'm talking about when I say winners emerge. When you give people an opportunity to shine and you help them shine, it's just phenomenal. And you know what? That's part. He's part of my legacy, Doug. Absolutely. That's huge to me. And uh, after, after uh, the R-E-W, and now you, is the A, which is attitude. And my father, you know, of course, you hear people like Zig Ziglar and all those guys talking about attitude, how, how important it is. It's very important. And my father, you know, years ago, he told me as a young man, he said, son, your attitude is like a piece of glass that you drop. Pardon me, you look through, you hold it up, and everything you see through it. If the glass is clear, everything is clear. But if you drop it in the mud and you pick it up, everything is going to be cloudy and muddy. And that's your attitude. If you have a sorry attitude, I can say the exact same thing to two employees, exact same way. And one of them who has a bad attitude, he's going, what are you picking on me for? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, But it's, it's the exact same thing, same tonality and everything. But if you've got a bad attitude, everything about you is looking for things to be negative. So you want to have a positive attitude because it massively affects your career and your interactions with other people for sure. So after attitude is, a, is the second R, and that is recognition. We talked about that somewhat already, so I won't go into that. But let me, let me say this one brief point on it. 47%, this is according to Gallup again, the Gallup organization, 47% of your best people 
are looking, not your worst people, Doug, your best people, are looking to leave you right now. Why? Well, because you tolerate losers on your team. And you can say, well, that Bob, Bob's not so bad. I'll just let him stay. Well, Bob's running off good people. Because mm. you know what? A players, Doug, don't want to hang around with losers. A Ain't players it? like to associate with A players. And if you force them to hang around with losers, you will lose the good people. The deadbeats will not leave you. They'll stay there. So that's basically the recognition aspect, how important it is to recognize your people. Everyone wants to feel they are significant. And if you don't as a spouse, if you don't make your spouse feel they're significant, if you don't do it with your children, if you don't do it with your friends, your family, your church members, that kind of thing, they won't matter to you. Pardon me. You won't matter so much to them because they don't matter to you in hmm. their mind. So that's how important attitude and then of course recognition is and after the second r you go into d which is duplication and i have what i call my shark's teeth leadership development program and that is in my book and basically what i do to give you an easy a simple example of that is in my managers meetings i will ask my managers just randomly periodically every once in a while i'll say melanie god forbid something happens to you but who is the heir apparent in your department and they'll say who that is, and my next question, which they know is coming, Doug, is what are you doing right now to develop that person? And they better be able to tell me because they're not doing their job as a leader if they're not developing their people. And you, in a company where you're growing by 20% a year and you do it over $10 million, uh, the company, it, opportunities become available. And if you do not have the people in place to accept those responsibilities, you will fail. You will have to bring in people from outside the company. I always want to pr promote from within the company if I can. Right. And that's if you're developing your people, it's not an issue, my friend. No question about it. No question about it. So we got one left here, and we got okay. maybe about a minute or so in this okay. one. So uh, let's talk success. about the S. Yeah, success. Um, success, obviously, people associate that with money. It, it really is not. Uh, I, I tell people money is nothing more than a way to keep score. If money is your goal, you're going to be miserable because you'll never have enough of it. Mm. You know, I, I like, I know we're, we're pressed on time, but uh, when we come at me, we can finish that. But it's actually the guy who won the largest lottery at the time was in Kentucky. And the guy was a millionaire when he won it. And uh, he had a company with 100 employees. And you can tell me when we need to stop and we can maybe pick this up on the, on the last segment, I think. But uh, he, he won uh, $316 million. And it, it radically changed his life. Once again, this guy was a millionaire. So when he won the money, it changed him so much that he decided, well, I'm not going to worry about the company so much. And the employees, he, he didn't interact with them at all. And they, they lost interest in him. A lot of them left the company. His granddaughter, who was the apple of his eye, he spoiled her. He told her, you can quit your job at wherever it was, Burger King or somewhere. And uh, you can just, uh, you don't have to work anymore. We got enough money, you don't have to do a thing any rest of your life. And his wife, uh, she loved him, and his, other, his daughter loved him. And make a long story short, all those relationships fell apart. And I remember he was profiled on ABC uh, 20, 2020. And I, I remember him specifically saying, uh, you know, he, as, he, as he told the story, he said, my granddaughter was actually, I had bought her three cars, and she got into drugs because she had nothing else to do. She started hanging out with the wrong crowd, started taking drugs. And make a long story short, she was found wrapped up in a blanket with drug paraphernalia and she had hundred dollar bills wadded up on the floorboard of a car 
and she was dead. It destroyed him because he loved her so much. But he basically destroyed her by taking away work ethic and the reason to live and everything else. I remember he finally said in the interview at the end of the 2020 segment, he said, the worst thing that ever happened to me was winning that lottery. Mm -hmm. And you talk to the average person on the street in America, and they say, oh, yeah, man, I'd love to win the lottery. Be careful what you ask for because it may be your detriment for sure. No question about it. No question about it. Well, I tell you what, we'll wrap up this segment. We'll get started back here in just a few minutes um, after we hear from our sponsors and discussing with David, you know, kind of what he does to recharge his ambitious mind, body, and spirit. You get the most for your lease with a start shopping for a car, you go in thinking that this time you're really going to get a great deal. Then the haggling starts. You have to fence with a salesman over the price, then verbally joust with a finance manager over the interest rate and all the extras they want to sell you. By the time you get out of there, you're glad to have escaped with your watch and rings. Stop the insanity. There's a better way. And that's to lease your next car from Autoflex Leasing. Call the leasing specialist at Autoflex and you'll find that getting your next car can be fast, easy, and fun. Your Autoflex specialist leases all makes and models, both new and used. They'll also pick up your trade-in for an appraisal and deliver your new car to your home or office. Imagine leasing your next car and never having to go to a dealer. Happens every day at Autoflex Leasing. To see for yourself, call Autoflex today at 817-972-234-1234 or reach them at autoflex.com. Autoflex Leasing, a better way to lease your next car. enjoyed our visit today. There's just not enough time to, to really get all the questions answered that I want to ask. But with that being said, you know, we're going to talk about recharging the ambitious mind, body, and spirit. Um, you know, today we've got David Long of, of my employees, and uh, he really just has a, a really great story to share. And, and guys, just remember this too. If you missed part of the show or you want to go back and reference something, there was a lot of books that he quoted, a lot of different things. And I'll, I'll try to get all that up on his show page so that we can make sure and, and, and use those resources. But um, with that being said, you know, it's brought to you by all3reports.com. That's all three reports with an S.com. And a wise person once said, lease what depreciates and buy what appreciates. So go to Autoflex Leasing. Uh, it's a better way to lease your next car. And I know it firsthand. My wife and I have leased multiple cars from Autoflex, and they do a really great job. So, David, let's talk real quick. Um, we we, we got to do a little shorter segment this time because we, we went over all those other segments. We probably got a, maybe about five to seven minutes. But <laughs> all right. But, uh, one thing that was really intriguing to me a minute ago, you said 27 weeks of vacation this year. Yes. Um, so, obviously, your people are doing a great job. So, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking traveling is something you do to recharge. I do. And uh, like I said, of the 27 weeks, we spent 10 weeks at the beach house. We went to Scotland. Uh, we went to Nova Scotia, Prince Edward Island, been to Canada, up in uh, uh, Moraine Lake of Banff National Park and Jasper National Park, went to Yosemite, went to, uh, took to, uh, actually I took a pastor friend and his wife and my best friend here and his wife, and we went to uh, Yellowstone and the Grand Tetons, uh, matter of fact, uh, two months ago. Oh, and uh, so, yeah, we've we've done. Uh, I, I like to take vacations. Got back from the mountains uh, last week. So, do you do you fly? Do you drive? Do you both, got a bus or something? Or what both? Do you do? I have a motor coach, a thirty-seven okay. foot motor coach. Pardon me, thirty-nine foot diesel pusher. They call it motors in the back. 
Gotcha. And uh, yeah, we, we'd love to go uh, out. That's my idea of roughing it uh, <laughs> is in a motor coach. I'm not real big on the tent floor, <laughs> on I'm the hard sure. floor, I'm on sure. the hard ground, I should say. But, hey, uh, me yeah. either. Me either on that one. Now, when, when you're doing all this traveling, so um, in, in an average night, I mean, what, what kind of sleep do you typically get? I get at seven or eight. Okay. Very yeah. good. That's great. You know, well, like I said, I don't watch a whole lot of TV. I used to, you know, I used to watch a lot of, I'm a Carolina basketball fan, you know, so I always used to, you know, and the Panthers and all that. But I, uh, I used to watch every game. Now I hardly watch any because I realized, you know what, whether they win or lose, it doesn't change my life. But what I do with my time will. Absolutely. No, that's, that's great advice. I mean, I, I hear a lot of people talk about that and, and, you know, sometimes they just they just tune out for hours a day watching TV, and it's zone it's, out. Yeah, yeah there's right. just nothing you get for it for for yep. sure. So, sounds like you've got the work life balance down. I, I just about anybody <laughs> I've ever talked to would love to be able to take you know seemingly about half the year off and half the yep. year. But has it has it always been that way, or you know has it progressively gotten you know more and more? Okay. Yeah. Now you know, the very first seven years of my company, I didn't take a vacation. Okay. Um, you know, you have, and that, that teaches, that's, that's a principle too, right there is you have to be able to, to be able to trust people and to build people and groom them and show them that they matter to you, as I said. And when you, when you trust them on little things and they, they come through you can trust them on bigger things. Yep. So, I mean, I used to do all payroll, every payroll, every Friday. I mean, you can't go on vacation. You've got to do that. People want to get paid. Yep. So you have to have, at some point you have to have someone you can trust to take care of that for you. And, uh, man, you know, I've progressively gone from like, you know, five weeks, 10 weeks, 15 weeks, 22 weeks, 24 last year. I was only going to do 25 this year. But, uh, you know, friends said, hey, Dave, can you want to go do something? I said, sure, let's do it. So I could take off any time I want to. Well, you know what? That, that makes a huge difference. And again, it has to do with that team. And I know that's really what, you know, what your book is about and, and really just the way that you generally handle your business is really putting people in a position to excel, uh, delegate and elevate. And it puts you in a position where you can spend a little bit more time, you know, outside of the, you know, the traditional uh, office hours and, and what have you. Now, let me ask you this. If someone wanted to get in touch with you, I know you do some consulting and speaking and stuff as well, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, how would they go about doing that? Well, they can reach me at David Long, L-O-N-G, at top10manager.com. Once again, that's the number one zero. David Long at top10manager.com. Perfect. Well, I'll put that on the side as well so that someone can uh, go back and reference that and, and hopefully uh, – you know that, that you've got so much good information. I'd, I'd love to spend another hour or two with you, just just gathering information. <laughs> That's what I love about this show. I appreciate that. Yeah, well, I, I'm not saying I appreciate you taking the time to spend with us because it's it's you know kind of like a one on one um, doing the show uh, hour with very successful people, getting them to pour into me, and so sure. I'm always appreciative of that. And I hope our listeners get the same type of stuff out of it. And, you know, every show we do, we try to kind of wrap it up with a a credit tip because that's kind of my core business and my expertise. And so the one thing that, that I want to tell everybody is during this holiday season, you know, so many people go out and overeat or overspend. They're trying to keep up with the Joneses. And, you know, I, I've always kind of, uh, you know, heard that, um, you know, you really just have to live within your means, be disciplined. So I once heard that you need to be disciplined or you will be disciplined. And so, um, you know, I just encourage everybody to be responsible, you know, don't go out there and overspend. You can't keep up with everybody anyway. So why even try uh, and, and, and always handle your business? Uh, it's way better to handle the discipline on your own as opposed to being externally disciplined. So, uh, once again, I want to thank you so much, uh, Mr. Long for coming on the show and, 
uh, so many successes you've had. I, I can't wait uh, wait to uh, to read your book and what's next for you. And uh, it just it's great stuff. So I want to also thank our sponsors on Ambitious Radio. We couldn't do without them. Free Electricity DFW and RepairMyCreditNow.com. Tune in Wednesdays to the Ambitious Radio Network when we interview thought leaders and exciting entrepreneurs changing the faces of their organizations. Next week, we'll be speaking with Michael Chafin of Three Commas Apparel. Three commas, okay? Be thinking about that, how they came up with a name. It's very interesting when, when you find that out. Remember, you can make money or you can make excuses, but you cannot make both. Go out there and be ambitious. Thank you for listening to the Ambitious Radio Network, hosted by serial entrepreneur Doug Parker. Join us weekly as we have engaging conversations with ambitious entrepreneurs and thought leaders on topics that can be applied immediately after listening. Like what you've heard? Listen to other interviews at ambitiousradio.com or subscribe on iTunes.